is Raymond Rowe, and you are listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Wrestling Mayhem Show. Dot com. It's the best day of the week. Today is the day that you have chosen to listen to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is DJ Lunchbox, putting it the fuck down for you. Let's fucking do this. Monday night, you know it must be raw Leaders being a whore and not wearing a bra Seen his damn belt still spin around his waist I can ship at a rhyme so what comes out of his face Tuesday night and it's EC Dub Michael Q. Knoxville join the club If he's taking the shit, scream out Poo poo, this ain't EC Dub and we can tell that too Wednesday night, ROH on DVD The best wrestling on the planet to the nth degree Joe Damon's delirious, Daniel sitting Kevin Cotty, Homicide, The Rock, Wild Zane, Cancer, Kobashi Thursday night, TNA on Spike Bruce's broken so that means I'm beating blood tonight Shut up and show me the damn X division and get SoCal balance in my line of vision. Friday night, SmackDown, this is all life. Kicking back, watching wrestling every night. Kenny, Boogeyman, Helms, Hardy, Guerrero, London, Kendrick, and Steel and Show. RWF Sion in the weekly features. You're a student, we are the teachers. Shout out to Jimbo's group and to the D's. Putting it down for a villain with the greatest of ease. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one, the only, the fantastic, the greatest thing, the greatest podcast, the greatest audio, image, anything, anywhere on the internet. It is right here, my friends, and it is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. I am here in my new Arctic location. I had to uh, bulldoze my old one and come up with a new one, and I am at my new Arctic location. This is DJ Lunchbox, and I am joined by the man himself, master of the Onyx Microphone, Sorgatron, say hi, Sorg. That's right, it's Sorgatron right here, still in the Mayhem Studios and in the newly uh, internet-deprived Mayhem Studios, hence no live show this week. But don't worry, we got that interview with Ray Rowe. We, interview, we interviewed, we interviewed, we recorded the interview as well uh, earlier tonight, and we'll have that coming up here in a little bit after we uh, we get all your fan stuff in, guys. Fuck yeah. So... Um, so let's get right into it. Like, like I said, we, we have a little technical difficulties. We got this brand new shiny board, and of course the internet podcasting gods, uh, struck down upon thee for our new shiny hardware and took out our, uh, ethernet, uh, bridge dealy, uh, thanks to the <laughs> new, uh, well, here's the problem. I decided to get fucking Fios TV, right? Right. I was like, okay, you know, I need, I need to catch my raw. I can't be using these scurvy methods anymore. It's the only show I can't watch. They had a good deal. I couldn't pass it up. Mm-hmm. Verizon, the V is for the little horns of the devil because they replaced my router, fucked up the whole system. Fucked up so, the whole system. And so, filthy pigs. And this thing's a beast sitting on my desk up in the office. A beast. It's like twice as long. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> and, and it, actually, it's twice as long in black. So draw your own conclusions. Because I'm fucking us up the ass right now. So so I figure we'll go ahead and record a little bit here. Uh, and i got a week to figure out what we're doing or scrounge up some money to buy a new one or run some wire or find somebody with some carpentry skills or, or something because we just bought a whole bunch of other hardware that's coming in, including this nice shiny new board that I can't use because we're only using one computer because we're <laughs> the only one with wireless. So that's where we got. That's that little rant. Let's get some good stuff, because we like wrestling on this show. We do like wrestling. Wrestling is important. <laughs> Let's go right into it. we got plenty of freaking voicemails today. Holy shit, guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys always put them in, like, right after I leave work, and I, I show up, to, you know, 15 minutes before the show, and it's like, bam, right there. But 
before we get to that, let's go ahead and do... Oh, uh, what's the first one up here? I guess Sean Soundoff. You want that one? Sure. I'm on the case. He's on the case. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just saw here from earlier this week, Chess Flexor had commented on one of my uh, Twitters over mm-hmm. on uh, MySpace. Um, let's see. I, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and put this up. This will be a little bit of our Twitter segment. That, uh, I just came across a major accident up on I-86 when I was up in New York this past weekend. Then buzzed by two fighter jets. What's going on? And I'm dead serious, these, these jets were like right on top of the trees, banking hard over my fucking car, right? So Chess Flexor responds, This morning I went past Station Square and saw a fire truck, cop cars, Channel 8 News, a helicopter sitting there, and a federal helicopter was landing. So I never heard of Channel 8 News. I figured it must be a movie or something. <laughs> so... I, I, we'll just roll that into the fan mail, no problem. Um, nice. I'm trying to figure out when on the last show was so I know what's for us. Okay, that's what that is. All right, go ahead and hit up Sean. Sa- sh- 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 you got that? Right. Gotcha, I gotcha. All right. All right, thanks. Sean's Sound Off, Turning Points Edition. Even- wow. Evening Mayhem Nation. The views of Sean's Sound Off are not those this of the Wrestling Mayhem show, nor their totally awesome hosts. With Turning Point being this Sunday, I thought I would just make my picks for that pay-per-view. 1. Machine Guns over Invasion. 2. Lashley over Steiner. 3. Beautiful People over Wild, Sarita, and ODB. Number 4. Kong over Terra. 5. Angle over Wolf. Excuse me. Number 6. Homicide over Amazing Red. Number 7. Daniels over... Styles and Joe. This could be a great pay-per-view. The only match I don't watch, oh, sorry, the only match I don't want to watch is Lashley versus Steiner, but that is because I'm not booking, and that means Lashley will win. Modern Warfare 2 is awesome, and should be a must-have on all Christmas lists. Until next week, Sean Christopher Burkhead, out. P.S. Rock and Roll Outlaw. I tend to fast-forward through your intro because they put me to sleep most times. You don't equal ratings. The Mayhem Show equals ratings. Ooh, thank you. I need to close yes. that one up. So, uh, yeah, some, some, some comments on the TNA. I watched TNA this week. Again, I wasn't really crying and bleeding my eyes out at the end of it. Uh, but, but nothing really special going on. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later, I think. Um, as far as Modern Warfare 2, am I the only one that doesn't care about this game? No, I'm with you. I mean, I just don't have any reason to be on top of this one. I'm I'm more interested in Uncharted 2, yeah, Firelight, yeah. Um, Dragon Age Origins, and uh, Borderlands. Borderlands, okay. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, sorry, I got Chachi messaging me now. Um, That's okay. He's, he's, he's harnessing the power of social media, and it better be for good, sir. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm kind of the more, uh, give me some Guitar Hero, give me some uh, Assassin's Creed 2, give me some uh, Mario Brothers Wii. Do you see it comes in a, in a red case? I didn't see that. Yeah, I just saw that today, actually. So, uh, and this is interesting. Uh, Mad Mike has submitted, one, he submitted several questions for Ray Rowe. Uh, that we'll get in there a little later here. Uh, but top ten wrestlers I want to see on Twitter. Help me out with this. Number ten. Ten. Alex. Sorry, I don't have the email up. Oh, that's fine. Uh, Alex. Okay. Alex Shelley. I think Alex Shelley would be a fun one. I agree. He, he, he seems like that. That's his personality in person too. So 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think I think it'd be interesting for both those guys to be on there. Number nine. Gong. The Undertaker. Really? <laughs> now, in character or, you know, or, or as, as Mark Calloway, you know? I mean, then it's just going to be about motorcycles all the time. And I don't know. I don't know if that would be that exciting. But I'd be curious. Number eight. My freaking neck. And I think this should be higher on the list. Kurt Angle, if only to catch his drug-filled rampages. Yeah, he's a little, maybe a little too emotional these days to be putting on uh, Twitter. That's why um, it would be awesome. But yes, yes, but yeah. Uh, number seven. Ah! <laughs> really? You saw that video, he just goes, ah, ah! That's true, ah. that's true. Scott Steiner, same reasoning as Kurt Angle. Number six. Five-second pose. All right, that's good. Um, <laughs> please tell me you're posing on that end. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Even though we don't have video cameras for this week's show. Oh, yeah, sexy as hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christian would be interesting. He's kind of the, part of that whole, like, the Hardys, uh, Shannon Moore, uh, whatnot click. Uh, and I think it would be really interesting commentary. Mm-hmm. Number five. Yes, sir. Trish Stratus. Yeah, yeah. If not, if not for anything else, that if she twit-picked, as much as Maria does. Or uh, SoCal Val. SoCal Val is on there, actually. She doesn't do anything yes, interesting on Twitter. Is. Like, she really just doesn't do anything interesting on Twitter. Like, hey, I'm going up for some modeling agency thing or something. Uh, that's, that's all I really get out of her. It's worth it for the twit pics. I don't, have you seen too many twit pics from yeah, I mean Borash is is great with the the twit pics because like there was like uh, uh, pics from their holiday uh, commercial they were shooting the other day. I thought it was pretty cool. So and you can check some of that out over on what wrestlers say on Twitter. I heard something about that. There was um, what homicide hanging Christmas lights and number four incidentally was answering phones. Number four. Let's just count that. Abyss! Yes, I don't really have a sound effect for Abyss. Yeah, Abyss could be interesting. Again, in character or for real. You never know. You know. Uh, number three. John Cena. Yeah. yeah. It could be interesting. I don't know. Yeah? He's, he's charismatic. You know. I can see it, yeah. So, the five tweets of doom. Um, number <laughs> two. Oh my god! Jim Ross. And the haberdashery. Haberdashery. I want to see haberdashery on Twitter. Um, yeah, he's he's somebody. You know, now he's kind of sitting at home. Uh, you know, just watching the shows, doing the commentary. On, you know, of course he's got his blog. But like, what if he was like sitting at home and dropping commentary on Monday Night Raw? You know what I mean? Because you know he sit da- sits down and watches it every Monday. You know, if not on a tape delay, maybe. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe he he DVRs it or something. But still. It would be interesting. He's he's insight that everybody really wants to hear. I think. Oh, absolutely. Number one. On this day, I see clearly Edge. Clearly, um, yeah, Edge would be right up there with like Christian and the Hardys and that whole crew. Uh, it would be interesting commentary. And he's got mm-hmm. nothing better. To, okay, actually, so let me scratch that. I was gonna say he does nothing better to do, but since he's been on the injury mend, uh, he's been doing promotional tours all around the fucking world. True. So, so there's that. Um, and that is your top ten list. Now, I have several voicemails, four to be exact, 
we're going to run those. I've heard like two of these and partials. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Hello, Mayhem fan. Yes, it is I, the one, the only. I'm the doctor of Ramonomics. <laughs> yeah, it's what I do. He's like pure things, but not really. You need a PhD for that. <laughs> That's just way too much work. Why? Why go to school? be a doctor when you can just declare it. I mean, seriously. I spent all that time and money. Oh, I'm going to med school. I'm going to be a doctor get my PhD. Ah, no need for it. Because I'm awesome. That's about it. I'm a legal teacher. What do you expect? But no, mayhem fans. I didn't watch Raw last night. Well, I did. <laughs> and the part I saw was so racially charged, I couldn't help but to laugh. And it looks like the SmackDown Race Wars plus Christian <laughs> are happening at Survivor Series. And I have to say, I am really excited for Survivor Series. Looking at the teams, they, they look like really good teams. I mean, we've got Team Tim. Tim. <laughs> oh, aside from that, yeah, yeah. I was talking with him today on, uh, on, on chat. And, uh, yeah, it is awesome that we have a traditional Survivor Series for at least half the card. Yes, that is the shit. And it's the five on five crews, and and everything. It's I'm very excited about this. Uh, back to the voicemail. Miz versus Team Morrison. Team Kofi versus Team. And the teams make sense. The teams mm-hmm. make sense. It's actually captained by people feuding and everything like the old days. I love it. Oh, didn't hit play. I want to say I like what they are doing with Kofi Kingston, and all at the expense of a stock car racing edition for NASCAR. Kofi Kingston skyrocketed to semi-main event level. Holy shit, that's awesome. He looked so badass last night on the VIP lounge, and then Randy Orton's like, you're black, go back to the hood, and he just slapped the taste out of Randy Orton's mouth and was like, listen here, G. Which, doesn't that make remind you that uh, Kofi Kingston is definitely the next Booker T? Oh, uh, well, I mean, not in a bad way. I mean, when we liked Booker T. Yeah. Well, he was, was royalty there for a while. All hail King Kofi. That's got a good ring Ooh, to it. Ooh, maybe we're seeing the future of him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We could be creeping on seven years. You give him about three years, we're going to have King Kofi. King Kofi. King Kofi. It's all downhill from there, obviously. I mean, seriously, where did King Haku go from there? But... SmackDown, or not SmackDown, oh shit, I'm talking about random shit again. Wrestling, good. Wrestling is great. Yeah, Remedy could pretty much do a whole wrestling show by himself, huh? Thank the Lord for the food on my plate? I I don't know. But, um, yes, that's really all I have. I'm sitting in traffic in the Valley of Gwangi. Yeah, (laughs) write that shit down, look it up on a map. The Valley of Wongi. I'm in my horse carriage. What? <laughs> but it's not being pulled by a horse. It's being pulled by a llama. That's Is your mama a llama? What's he just going no? on now? Uh, I'm sorry to hear about that. You sort? Is your mama a llama? No, she's not. I know that. What the fuck? All right, man, man. This is Remedy. I'm out. 
Cuts them off. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure this whole and the fun thing is that whole thing was not transcribed by Google Voice. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this whole other thing is him giving the information that we're going to give later in the show. I, hold on, let me check here. You listen here, Google Voice. You do not cut me off, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I am Doc Remedy of the Weekly Features. I will choose to end my call when I end my wait, wait, call. Wait for him to you start arguing with himself. Bitch, as I was saying. Everybody, IWC is having a show on November Payne 5, as I'm sure that it may have already been talked about by this point, because I don't think you do these until after the Indie Minute now. Nope. I could be mistaken. Obviously, he doesn't listen to the if show. If you have, then you know this already, <laughs> and if you haven't, well, surprise, bitches! Um, <laughs> IWCWrestling.com, November Payne 5, bell time at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, whoever about right. There, correct me on that if I'm wrong. That'd be 7.30, um, you're wrong. Come watch it. Oh, that's right. You guys are talking to Ray Rose. Oh, you're supposed to talk to Ray Rose, too. Um, yeah, so you definitely have heard all this by the time you're listening to me talk here. Um, so, yeah, Google Voice. I'm coming for you, nigga. Oh. Oh. I didn't, I didn't see that coming at the end. Snacks on snacks. Snacks on snacks. Snacks on snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We forgot to bring that up last week, didn't we? So, Alright, there's one more. I don't know who this one is. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Uh, Rock and Roll Outlaw has a voicemail. Uh, this is to take place of his uh, voice or his fan mail from the week. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans and friends across the planet, it's the one, the only, the Rock and Roll Outlaw. Hey, I just got off of work. It's like 7:30, so I'm not going to be able to send the email into the show tonight. But I just wanted to call in and leave a message. And Side note, whenever you are on the keyboard, it sounds like you're playing Yahtzee. Huh. I'm going to move this keyboard to someplace farther away from the microphone. <laughs> you're going to have to listen back to the show and check that out. I was hoping you guys could discuss something for me. Sure. It kind of Yahtzee! Me off. I know I'm still new, kind of new to the show, so you might have already discussed it. We could have. But it just drives me fucking nuts. When people claim to be, you know, wrestling, but all they ever do is bitch about everything. Yeah, we I mean, you know, I know we get on there and we complain about TNA and everything, but, you know, we still, some of us still watch it because, you know, we're wrestling fans. Yep. And every now and then, yeah, we find something good to say about it. Same Same thing with WWE. Everybody knows that I'm not a big John Cena fan, but if he does something entertaining or does something, you know, worth praising, I'll praise him for it. I got no problem with it. But people who claim to be fans who every Monday or every Tuesday and, you know, every Saturday and every time wrestling comes on, all they come up and say, oh, that was so fucking stupid. That's so dumb. I don't know why I even watch it anymore. It's It's just so dumb. Don't fucking watch it then. If you don't like it, why torture yourself? I don't know. Maybe you guys can put some new light on the situation for me. But, yeah, it just kind of drives me nuts when people say that they're fans but don't really seem to be fans because all they ever want to do is complain. So until next week, I'm the Rock and Roll Outlaw. And if you like wrestling, enjoy wrestling. If you don't like it, then stop fucking 
watching. I think a lot of our early shows were this discussion. I agree. To a T. We were very, I mean, we made a decision early on not to complain about everything, about the stake and a step back. Uh, and, again, you're a new guy. You know, you probably haven't heard discussion. But we, we like to take the philosophy of actually taking a step back, appreciating what we do have as far as wrestling, and just enjoying the product for what it is, which I think you should do. This is what the product's there for. The product isn't made for, and we're calling it the product, so obviously we're far too deep into this ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and think we're and, and act like we're smarter than, than the average fan or something. And and that's very hypocritical of us. Um, but but you know, being conditioned by from all the shit we listen to, all the shit we read, because we are that into it. Um, but yeah, like that's why I've tolerated TNA because it's like a, a lot. Like one thing this week on TNA that I've noticed, like their old school approach to their uh, to their promos, their backstage promos are very like their introductions are very Mean Gene Okerlund and Hulk Hogan of like nineteen eighty eight. You know what I mean? I mean? Watch next time. See, see about that. You know, see, see if you agree with me on that. And please, you know, let me know. Um, and, and, and and like even you, Lunchbox, you've gone back and forth on guys like John Cena and Triple H over the f- last few years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm straight up said um, this was a few Raws ago, and I I praised the hell out of John Cena and Triple H because I thought they put on a great old school match. Um, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, and just like just like Rock and Roll Outlaw said, if if they do something good, something I enjoy, I will I will point it out. And um, some of the listeners at home, you may have, you may have noticed, I don't bitch about TNA as much as I used to. Uh, that's because I don't watch it. If it, I, I can't I can't comment on a product that I am unfamiliar with, I don't watch TNA, so I can't comment on it. You know that that ship has sailed for you for now. For now, yes, maybe someday I'll go back. I'll watch some TNA, but right now it's not. I, I just don't I think I think you should institute maybe a month and a half to three month rule that you go back and check it out and see what's going on. I think I think I think it, you owe it to yourself to do that to check it out, especially since it is very especially with with the whole Hogan thing. Um, I think it would be worth yeah, it. Yeah, gonna have to watch the Hogan. Yeah, we're gonna have to see what happens just to see what happens. So, yeah. We got one more voicemail, then we'll uh, we'll cut to the chase and get to this uh, Ray Row interview for you guys. Uh, okay. Well, before we get to the Ray Row interview, I got I got something I need to bring up, but let's do this last uh, voicemail. Okay, sure. Um, so here we go. One last. What's you gonna do, man, fans? When the Hulkster comes to the voicemail, throw him wild on you. Now I hear that some people don't like that sign with TNA, brother. But you know what? I'm gonna show. The entire Mayhem crew and everyone up north, you know what I'm talking about, Vinny Neck, that the Hulkster is going to run wild all over AJ Styles, brother. And the Hulkster just forgot where he was, brother. <laughs> Get in my car. Get in my car. Brooke. Brooke, brother. Nick, brother. Oh, Nick, brother, so in jail, brother. Get in my car. So there you go. Very obviously, Hulk Hogan read read my blog from the other day. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or the boogie woogie man called in doing the impression of Hulk Hogan. I'm not sure. Um, woogie man. Boogie woogie man. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, I only know that because of between the ropes. So. So 
Well, I think that does it for our voicemail fan mail portion of the show. Uh, except for what? It, oh, you you just did something there. Um, so, what did you have before we get to the? Forest, I just wanted to throw something out there. Just the two two numbers. I just wanted to throw out there. Uh, the first number is ninety four, and uh, the second number is sixty five. Now, I want you to sit and think about those numbers. Kids at home, think about those numbers and how vastly different they are and how much larger the number 94 is than the number 65. Um, the answer is a bunch. And, uh, well, you know, 94 might be a number that you could put next to a team called the Magic of Hobos. And you might... You might just find the number 65 next to a, a little group called the Cuban Arby's uh, in this previous week's <laughs> fantasy football, uh, where I was getting beat by what, 65 to like 8. Oh, now it's 65 to 94. Oh, boy. Was it like, uh, like 120 points or something? Uh, just madness. Complete madness during the Steelers game. Um Good to be good to have the Steelers. Yeah, that Steel that Steeler game kind of uh, laid it on the line for a lot of us. I was uh, going neck and neck with Miss Ashley Hoover. I think it was up ten or fifteen going into it, mm-hmm. and uh, found myself halfway through the fourth quarter, tied sixty nine sixty nine. Hey Yeah, yeah. I think I, I put that up on Twitter, and uh, uh, Riz I think responded giggity. Um, <laughs> but thank you, thank you, Jeff Reed, for that one. Uh, extra point at the end of the game, so uh, that 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 brought me brought me back. So yeah, good good week in the in the fantasy football ninety four to sixty five. And uh, yeah, even even Riz Riz beat out the reigning White Alchemist Mad Mike sixty eight sixty six. Chad the Shaz no handlebar cyclist. Beat out uh, Doc Remedy's Gods of Sack, ninety-seven, seventy-eight, and of course yours and my situations, which puts you not in last place, sir. Not in last place. Not I am three, six, place. and zero. Oh. Yes, yes. Uh, and I'm uh, this week. This week I am going up against the uh, the aforementioned Miss Ashley Hoover, Radio Superstars, who is four, five, and and zero. Oh. Hey, you better and watch he, out. She's very angry after that point loss. That is understandable. Mm-hmm. And you, sir, are going up against uh, the no handlebar cyclists. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I, don't, I always get worried when I go up against Chad the Shad since he is the reigning champion. Uh, That's I'm true, afraid. but not. And it looks like he just did a lot of moves on his team, so I'm going to have to uh, compare and see if I need to upgrade a couple of things. Well, right now you are projected to beat him by a single solitary point. So, so I think we need more of a cushion going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to adjust uh, some things. Uh, and on a side note from that, since we were mentioning Miss Ashley Hoover, who has on ManchesterStar.net made it into the final 11. Mm-hmm. I thought well, it was going to be 10, but apparently it's 11. Now and- this week, this week, she needs your votes more than ever. This is the last week that it is only, uh, that it's, the, the voting is open to the public after this week. It is judges only. So... Vote, vote early and vote often. Yes, I'm. I'm trying to find and see if we can find her performance. She just performed last night, of course, uh, for for this week's deal. Um, and let me let me attempt to cue that up. Maybe it's just this one girl. I'm not sure. 
This is really loading weird. But it's Manchester dot Manchester Star dot net. Uh, it's a dollar a vote, um, and uh, all the proceeds go to the uh, Boys and Girls Club up there in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Huh? Massachusetts. Thing loads like shit, apparently. Um, <laughs> so on that note, uh, well, let's get to. Uh, hold on, let's 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 uh, take a moment. And uh, we'll call up Mr. Ray Rowe here. One sec. What's up, guys? This is Sorg. It's the WrestlingMayhemShow.com. WrestlingMayhemShow193. And uh, on the phone, we got the baddest man in IWC. Probably the baddest man in Cleveland, too, for all I know over here. Uh, Ray Rowe, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Sorg. How are you? Uh, apparently, you're doing a lot better than I am right now with all of our internet troubles. But what would this show be without uh, some technical problems? You know, so... That occasionally bring us down, but that's okay. <laughs> First thing I want to talk about is uh, IWC this weekend, uh, November 14th, November Payne uh, at Core Time Sports Center. Uh, you're facing Hernandez, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got a call about uh, a week or so ago from Norm Connors, and he said that uh, despite my action of late, uh, he decided to grant um, somewhat of a dream match to a lot of the fans in IWC and uh, you know he decided that uh, he got sick of me pushing everybody around so he wanted to bring in somebody he thought could go toe to toe with me and kind of give me some of my own medicine and uh, the jury's out on that one and now uh, you, you, you've had you're always the guy that kind of got thrown these, these big guys especially from TNA you even had Samoa Joe a couple times in the past too yeah yeah I've had uh had now three run-ins with Samoa Joe, um, you know, and uh, each time, you know, you wrestle somebody of that caliber, you, you raise your game, you know, it forces you out of your comfort zone, you know, whereas most of the competition at IWC, I would just walk over. Like, I don't even have to break a sweat. I mean, I think you remember my, my IWC title defense against Chess Flexer where I beat the man with a headlock. I mean, when, when was the last time a professional wrestling match was decided with a headlock? Uh, but you gotta give a lot of credit to Chess Flexor. He said he didn't get his uh, his rocket boots off in time. Yeah, well, he uh, you know he can say whatever he wants, but the man submitted to a headlock. That, that's, that's all that, that's that's all true. that has to be said about that. That's true. Um, you know, so I mean, like, he, you know, he wants to uh, to bring in you know the big the big bad Supermax from TNA, and uh, you know, I mean, I guess there's only one way to figure out who's going to be standing tall at the end of that one. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, uh, have you tangled with Hernandez yet? Is, is is this a new new challenge for you overall? Yeah, I've I've uh, I've never stepped in the ring with him. Um, I know that he runs with uh, with Homicide, you know, and Homicide, uh, you know, is, has some famous ties to Loki. Um, I know Loki really well, uh, both as friends and and uh, enemies. You know, we've been on both sides of the ring and uh, both sides of the road together. So I'm uh, expecting that, you know, Pitbull. And, um, you know, Rottweiler intensity from them, you know, if, uh, if Hernandez does not come out all guns blazing, you know, swinging for the fences, I'm going to be very disappointed. And, uh, and speaking of, uh, IWC, of course, there's a lot going on there. Uh, we're leading up to, uh, the, the final show of Norm Connors, 
don't really know what the future is going to be of IWC after that, but it's a really big lead up. Now, you're a guy that's been there for a couple years now. Um, if I recall, started off as the Cleveland Mafia. Uh, can you reflect a little bit on your time there? And, you know, how, how has your experience been with the IWC uh, in this period under Norm Connors? Well, um, you know, Norm started out um, giving me an opportunity, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh where a lot of people wouldn't, uh, you know, and I came in with, with my then tag team partner, J-Rock, and, uh, you know, we opened a lot of eyes. I don't think that Norm had any intention of us sticking around more than, you know, a month because he just, uh, you know, he, he kind of treated us really, really flippantly, you know, just whatever, and then we caught fire, you know. He, uh, he didn't realize who he had signed up as tag team partners, and me and J-Rock, you know, very quickly captured the IWC tag titles. Um, we had a very dominant reign where, you know, there really wasn't, I mean, anyone who could, could really go toe-to-toe with us. I mean, the, the Gambino brothers tried, but, you know, we always gave a lot better than we got. Um, you know, and then moving moving from there, I mean, uh, I, I, I did the Samoa Joe match, um, you know, where I think I proved a lot to a lot of people because everybody thinks that Samoa Joe's the toughest guy in wrestling. And I went toe-to-toe and took him to the limit, and, you know, he admits that. Um, and anybody who watched the match knows that. So, you know, from there, you know, there were some, you know, some rumblings from the fans and from other, from people backstage that Norm was afraid to put me in there with his heavyweight champions, you know, because he didn't want a guy from Cleveland wearing his, his belt. You know, I got the opportunity in, uh, you know, December to, uh, to face Danny in a cage. And, uh, I had the match won. I mean, clearly won. And then J-Rock slammed my head in the cage door. Um, and, and that kind of, you know, then I had some issues with J-Rock. We, uh, we worked it out. Um, we've come to a, come to a conclusion. You know, I slapped him so hard that, uh, he couldn't hear for through three weeks. And, uh, he kind of saw, saw my, my side. Uh, but in the meantime, he kind of convinced me that I was going about this the whole, the whole wrong way. I was trying to impress Norm. I was trying to impress everybody else, and I was doing everything I could, you know, to, to make to make you guys like me. And I was losing matches because of it. Like I was, I was instead of going for the smart way, I was trying for the big move. I was trying to be impressive. And and what did that get me? Except you know, buried on the undercard. You know, I got I got taken advantage of. And I watch people who, who, who can't even, you know, let's be honest, lace my boots, get title shots. When, you know, when, I mean, if, if I got in the ring with them, there's no way in, in, in God's green earth that they're going to come out, you know, the victor. Um, so I, I, I stopped, you know. I talked to J-Rock. I talked to Shane. I talked to Ricky Reyes. You know, we, uh, we kind of changed the strategy and the approach, and it's been working ever since. Um. I, uh, you know, since then, J-Rock's been back, you know, we, uh, we, like I said, we came to terms, and, uh, I allowed him back into IWC, because um, that's why he stayed away, because he didn't want to get beat up again, um, and now, you know, now Norm shows his true colors, you know, at first he said, you know, he realized what he had in me, and in Shane Taylor, and, uh, you know, kind of handpicked me to be his champion and then in less than what six months he changes his tone 
he gets scared. You know, he bows to politics. He bows to people who, you know, who just are trying to get get things from him. So, you know, he puts he puts me in an unfair situation where I have to wrestle twice in one night. You know, Sheena steals a win, literally steals a win, uh, with the help of Jimmy DeMarco. And, uh, you know, and then where has my, you know, what happened to me? Where's, where's my rematches? Where, what is, what is my match? You have the most dominant man in, in, in the area in professional wrestling on, on two shows, two back-to-back shows in December, and he hasn't announced anything for me? You know, I'm in his main event this month, and I'm gonna be a curtain jerker next month? I mean, like, how disrespectful can you get? So I'm, I'm coming in to November with a big chip on my shoulder. Because, you know, I'm going to take it to Hernandez with a, you know, with a, with a vengeance to show Norm Connors just what he's been mishandling. If he would have pushed me and, and let me be the, the standard bearer for IWC, he wouldn't be going out of business. He wouldn't be losing so much money that he has to sell. You know, because let's be honest, it's not because Norm lost his smile. You know, Norm is making bad decisions like not pushing Ray Rowe not putting his promotional efforts behind a guy like me. And that's why his company, he has to step away now. You know, he can he can say whatever he wants to say about personal life or about, you know, he just lost the fire. You don't lose the fire if you're raking in money. If you're counting tons of money at the end of the night, you're going to suffer through it. And that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, it started, you know, whatever, and and now it's ended with me. I'm, I'm proving a point. I don't care, you know, at this point, I'm going to I'm gonna prove a point with Hernandez. And in December, I'm going to prove a point with whoever they put me in the ring with. And, and, and just be glad it's not you because <laughs> if there's one thing you don't want to deal with, it's an angry and motivated Raymond Rowe. All right. Yeah, well, that's IWC. Obviously, you've had your problems there. Uh, let's talk a little bit, of course. Uh, there's a lot going on up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, in, the, in the area with Firestorm Pro Wrestling. You're very involved in there. Uh, uh, you're feuding, it looks like, with Big League. Uh, you have a match with John McChesney coming up here. Uh, I believe November 25th is the date up there. Uh, tell us a little about that. What's going on in Firestorm? Firestorm's a completely different game because there's no politics in the backstage. It, it is exactly what it is. You go out and you wrestle. If you win, you move up in the card. If you lose, you stay. You, you go back. You know, the only person playing games is John McChesney. Um, you know, he, he's had a very public feud trying to take control of the company with with, with the owner, J.C., who had to, who, uh, you know, brought in uh, uh, Mushroomhead, um, Waylon from Mushroomhead, the lead singer. He brought him in as a co-owner um, to kind of help balance things out against Big League. Um, and I was able to... Take advantage, you know. I, I evened up my my record in cage matches um, back uh, over the summer at War Games when I was able to uh, win the fi- undisputed Firestorm Heavyweight Championship. Um, since then, I've taken on all comers. You know, I'll continue taking on all comers. This is nothing new to me. You know, I don't back down from fights. But John McChesney has made it personal because it would be bad enough for John McChesney in November. If he just was coming after me to wrestle, you know, he would get, I would just beat John McChesney. But over the summer, John McChesney took his, hit me, laid me out with a chair and kissed my fiance, Samantha Ann. 
you know. And then at this past show, I beat Shane Taylor, who everyone knows is a, is a force to be reckoned with. You know, he's a 370-pound, 375-pound wrecking ball. Um, you know, I beat Shane Taylor, Aaron Square, death row, right in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. And as I raised my hand at victory, John McChesney slams me over the head with a chair. You know, Samantha Ann comes. Uh, Samantha covers me with her own body, trying to protect me, because I'm I'm out. And John makes her beg, beg him. She humiliates her in front in front of the whole crowd. And and at that, John, I, I can't understand why you would do something like that, because it was gonna be bad just wrestling me. But you make it personal. You go after my fiance. You go after my girl. Oh, it's you know. You think I'm going to prove a point against Hernandez? I, I I better not get myself disqualified in November because uh, I'm not trying to beat John Machesney. I'm trying to hurt John Machesney. I'm trying to put him out. I'm trying to I'm trying to take him out. If John Machesney escapes November 25th without going to the hospital, he's the luckiest man on the planet. All right, all right. Now, we do have some fan questions here tonight. Uh, these are from uh, Mad Mike up in the Bronx. Uh, his first question is, uh, do, you pre- do you prefer uh, beating people up uh, with J-Rock or just beating up J-Rock overall? Yeah, I'm sorry. The question was, do I, do I prefer beating people up with J-Rock? Or do I prefer beating up J-Rock? Yeah. Um, I mean, at times I think I've gone, I've gone, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been equally fun to do both things. You know, at times I, I really enjoyed my Cleveland Mafia days. I mean, we had some real good stuff. And then he turned on me, and, man, I love kicking the crap out of him. <laughs> you know, because I, 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 you can say whatever you want about J-Rock, but the guy doesn't have a lot of quit in him. You know, I I beat I I knew him for beating two ages, and uh, you know he kept coming back. You know, I split him wide with a chair. I like I said I, earlier, I slapped him so hard he couldn't hear for three weeks. Um, you know, I gave him concussions and lacerations. I blew out his knee, and he just kept coming back. You know, and eventually we sat down and we talked through our differences. You know, and that's why he's welcome back in IWC now because. You know, we, uh, he didn't want any more of it. You know, he finally said, hey, that's enough. I can't be your enemy anymore. So we sat down and we came to terms. And, uh, you know, that's where we're at today. All right. Uh, he also has kind of a typical question. Um, uh, if you had a choice between TNA and WWE, which would you pick? That's, uh, that's a really good question. I think both companies have... Um, pluses and minuses. You know, as of right now, WWE is by far the bigger platform. You know, you have more opportunity um, to, you know, to set your family up for life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more, I think there's more um, from a financial benefit. From an in-ring product, you have a way, way more opportunity to showcase your show, yourself in TNA. I think at this stage in my career, I would choose TNA because they would allow me to be more myself. They wouldn't try to push me into some, you know, gobbledygooker gimmick. They would, you know, they would let me be me. And, uh, you know, and 
at the same time, TNA talent still has the latitude to take outside bookings. I could still wrestle for IWC. I could still wrestle for Firestorm. I could go to Japan, which is a dream of mine that I haven't been able to, to accomplish yet. You know, and I guess with, with uh, TNA's partnership with some Japanese companies, I think that would, that would definitely be the avenue at this point in my career that I think, uh, I think I'd like to tackle. All right, all right. Uh, kind of a side note, um, how badly do you think you could beat Mike Knox? How badly do I think I could beat Mike Knox? Yes. Um, I'd be a hell of a fight. It would, uh, you know, it'd kind of be, that's kind of the question, you know, like, how bad, how bad could I, you know, who lands, who lands a knockout shot first? Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. he's a home run hitter, I'm a home run hitter. Like, if I, if I hit him with the death row, that's it. He's going to sleep. You know, and also remember, uh, as we, as we've we've uh, suggested many times on the show, he was born with banshees. He was what? Born with banshees. <laughs> so you never yep. know. So um, another question here. Uh, yes, uh, uh, what what would be your? We've talked a little bit about your the title situation and everything. What you, what you'd like there? But uh, uh, that aside, who would be your uh, dream opponent for uh, Norm's last IWC show? Um, I'd love another shot with, uh, um, love another shot with Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's one of my favorite opponents. I would, uh, I, it, it not, it, it can't happen because of contracts, but I would love another shot. I would love to wrestle low-key in front of an IWC crowd, um, because I think they could appreciate the physicality that we would bring out of each other, um. So maybe, you know, maybe if I can't have Loki and I'm getting Hernandez in November, maybe Homicide. Um, I think me and Homicide could do some good business. I would also, and, and he's a dream opponent of mine, no matter an IWC or, you know, TNA or Firestorm or wherever, um, one guy that I want to step in the ring with is AJ Styles. Um, I think that the clash of our, you know, the clash of styles, uh, you know, no pun intended, would be would be something that you know would make for a really really good matchup. Excellent, excellent. Now, now I'm glad you mentioned the uh, chest flexor challenge before, because uh, this last question kind of centers around it. I don't, I want to take you back to that night with chest flexor. Uh, there was a fellow that that was here from the Bronx, New York. The guy that wrote this email that was very boisterous at the at the at the, at the ringside, uh, sitting beside me, unfortunately. Uh, and and uh, he wants to know if you ever get the IWC title back. If you're going to honor honor the impromptu challenge you made to him, the impromptu, did I, I challenge him? I, I believe he. I believe you did. Yes. Hey man, I'm a I'm I'm a fighting champion. I, I'll I, I'm I'm the, the reigning Firestorm heavyweight champion. If he wants to come down from New York, I'll fight him for that belt. Um, if I recapture the IWC belt, I'll fight him for that one. I don't care, you know, who you are, how big you are, how small you are, black, blue, purple, green, whatever. You know, you want to step in the ring with me? <laughs> I'll give you the night of your life. Well, well, he'll be at a call to arms, so we'll see if we can we can we can uh, agree to a Bronx versus Cleveland challenge on that on that note. Then, um, all right. Um, well, so we got uh, again. Uh, you're going to be there this Saturday, IWC International Wrestling Cartel. If anybody want to. Uh, find out more information about that at IWWrestling.com. Um, you're facing Supermax uh, Her- Hernandez from TNA and, of course, Firestorm Pro Wrestling, November 25th. That's a Wednesday night. A Wednesday before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, the night before Thanksgiving, traditionally, it's the biggest party night of the year. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's a Wednesday. You know, nobody has to work the next day. All you have to do is eat some turkey. So, you know, instead of going, you know, instead of going, you know, getting up early and going to a lame turkey bowl and playing touch football with your friends, why don't you come out, see some guys, throw some bombs, you know, beat the hell out of each other. We also have uh, some great bands playing after us. 216, which is a, a, a side project of Mushroom Head, um, is playing um, after after the wrestling. And there's a, a Dead Even, um, which is a, a Cleveland Cleveland hardcore uh, uh, standout, is going to be playing that night as well. So it's you know it's wrestling, it's it's it's, it's wrestling, it's music, you know it's it's a party, you know come come watch me beat John McChesney into the hospital. It's going to be a good night. Excellent, and you can check out more about that at FirestormPro.com. It's down at the Fantasy Theater in Lakewood, Ohio. Um, anything? Any other shows coming up you want us to know about? Um, I think that's all that I have um, on my schedule coming up in November. Um, I'm kind of, you know, with the with the two big big matchups, I kind of took it easy this month. Um, I didn't fill up my schedule with anything, so I mean, really, I'm I'm really really focused. I've been training hard for Hernandez. I'm up to I'm up to 260 pounds. When I made my debut in uh, in IWC, I was only like 240 pounds. Um, you know, I put on I put on a lot of weight. My my waist is down. Um, you know, my diet is good. My I've been I've been training. I've been studying Hernandez. You know, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come out of that you know out of that fight injury free, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll right through McChesney in two weeks after that. So you know, I got a I got a good. A good training regimen, a good training camp heading out, uh, you know, for both of the big fights. Excellent. Well, thanks again. Friend of the show, Ray Rowe. Go check him out in Firestorm. Go check him out in IWC. And thanks again. You're welcome back anytime. All right. Thank you very much, sir. You have yourself a good night. All right. Thanks. All right, guys. What an interview. What an interview with Mr. Ray Rowe. You know, again, check him out at IWCWrestling.com, FirestormPro.com. Uh, and, and while we were, uh, we were, uh, uh, um, talking with Ray Rowe. We finally loaded the Manchester Star thing, Lunchbox. Yes, we did. Yes. And here, here's a little sampling. About five minutes in, you can check it out. Ashley Hoover rocking it. We'll just, we'll just let that play in the background a little bit while we're talking. I think that's good background music going on there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. So, uh... So, what is going on in the world of wrestling, Lunchbox? World of wrestling. Well, um, there's a there's there's a good there's a good bit. Uh, Paul Burchill versus the Hurricane um, in a mask versus Loser Leaves Town match yes. uh, next week in Philadelphia. Can you believe it? In- I can't believe it. Wait, Can Philadelphia? They're in- oh, that is, okay, that makes sense. Because I know Filth. I know Rosin uh, Rosin MSG. Filth Adelphia. Filth Adelphia. Yes, uh, Raw will be at Madison Square Garden, hosted by uh, the man, Rowdy Roddy Piper, aka the the, the maniac from uh, <laughs> from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. My favorite my favorite part of that that whole his whole part on there is when he's like, "How are you guys? You remind me of my kids." And I'm like, "Oh, that's great, maniac. You got kids?" He's like, "No." Not anymore. <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> that is fucked up. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good episode. I thought it was fun. This whole season has just been amazing for Always Sunny. Yes, I, I think I've caught up with all of them except for uh, 
the the waitress gets married. So <laughs> that one's pretty uh, good. I'm, I'm definitely due for that one. Uh, yeah. So. Mm. Uh, also, the other big news in uh, in wrestling pay per view numbers, sir. Pay per view is a big issue this week. Uh, a couple things happening there. Uh, one, both TNA and uh, WWE are expected to raise their prices five dollars for their pay per views. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see when they were starting. Um, I know that should be. And also, there will be thirteen pay per view events for the next year. It looks like they're getting rid of Breaking Point. Uh, it's no longer listed for 2010, and of course, they just changed uh, No Way Out to Elimination Chamber that we talked about before. Um, see, if I, see if I can find some of these quotes here. Um, I mean, of course, we're following the links over at delicious.com slash wrestling mayhem slash WMS193. You can also get the delicious link right there on the right on the uh, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Um, but this is on the, the, the price hikes and everything are on the, on the heels of them reporting the numbers for um, Night of Champions, Breaking Point, and SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam is recording uh, uh, over 100,000 buys less than the previous year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which, which, and on top of that, there were quotes by uh, WWE uh, representatives saying about the price hikes that saying, we're trying to give the best uh, value for people's entertainment money. Mm-hmm. Seems like a poor choice of words. I, yeah, I mean that's been their recent campaign, and uh, it, you know you've seen the commercials. Like instead of having the the pay per view commercials, they'll have you know you you saw it here, and they'll show clips from the last few months of the pay per view and say WWE pay per view the best entertainment or the best value in entertainment or something like that. You know, if I'm sitting at home on my couch and I want to watch something. I don't know if $45 is my idea of a value to watch I agree. a three-hour I mean, can, show. You, you, you're paying $45. you are paying, what, like 50 bucks a month for cable for thousands of channels. Uh, more yeah. so, more so. When I, when I was looking at Comcast when I got back on TV. I wasn't going to get away, you know, getting basic cable with a box which you have to have the box these days, you aren't going to get away with it with any less than $70 plus all the taxes and fees. So you're going to end up paying about 80 bucks for basic cable on top of $45 for, for the standard def version, $10 more, $55. Are you going to pay $55 a month, sometimes twice a month for a pay-per-view? Oftentimes twice, twice a month. Yeah. Well, less so. Now they're down to 13 pay-per-views. So we're really only going to see that double up around October now. Motherfuckers. <laughs> or October, November, depends on where the schedule falls. So, I mean, at least at least we're down from that, because we did have, God, 16 pay-per-views, was it? Mm. It was ridiculous. But their numbers are dec- declining, but I think their profits are still up. I mean, people kind of see this as a, as a uh, uh, you know, WWE kind of reeling, but considering the economy, considering the the headway that the company's made, and really other markets, I mean, it's getting to the point where and even TNA, uh, people discuss that TNA isn't making uh, shit for pay per views. Like mm-hmm. some are speculating that they're only making like 
tens of thousands of buys, like maybe 10,000 buys. That wouldn't surprise me. But apparently they're doing really good in international markets. Their TV and their buy rates and everything uh, and their deals overseas are what's raking in the cash right now. And there's a lot of commentary that's just, you know, the US, USA is where people really don't know where we exist. <laughs> so it's a really interesting dynamic. And, of course, everybody's colored by what they see here and the reactions here. But I'd be curious to, you know, what, how does that factor in for everybody else? So so that that, that is kind of slow uh, week as far as the uh, uh, news front. True. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I was I was distracted because I was I was I followed one of the other links in our delicious account mm-hmm. and uh, led me walk down memory lane with uh, a young lady by the name of Don Marie. Mm, yes, Don Marie celebrates her 39th birthday with some saucy new pics. Mm-hmm. Over, uh, of course, courtesy of DivaDirt.com, we get this story, and there's a link right here of those saucy new pics. You know, mm-hmm. what does she got? Like two kids now. Yes, that's why in every picture her stomach is covered. Mm. Good point. Good point. But uh, it's still incredibly hot. Yeah, there you go. Go check that out. That'll make your night, Russell fan. Yes, you know? and those pictures, those pictures are over, uh, they're actually on HeymanHustle.com, mm-hmm. along with some delightful pictures of Shelly Martinez. Oh, where's that mm-hmm. at? Mm-hmm. I'll have to look those up later. Yes, sir. Anyway, um, what else we got? Oh, sorry, I just got an email. Somebody asking if I need a loan. Damn. <laughs> it just popped up there. Um, remember Matt Capitelli? He had, a, I believe it was brain cancer, and he had to he had to quit an OVW. I think he was just gearing up to get up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, big long story. There was an update on uh, Jr's blog, blog about it. Um, that he. Is looking to finish up chemo this July. So, and uh, he's an assistant manager at Louisville Health Club and is also finishing his college degree at the University of Louisville in exercise physiology. So, I'm glad to see that going, and I hope, you know, I'm hoping you know, he gets to uh, get back with the wrestling thing since he was doing so well with it. Yeah, so, definitely. Of course, that's over at I'm, uh, I'm also, dist- I'm, I'm sorry, I'm also distracted by. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think we talked about this before. Um, hold on, let me. You ready for for Yahtzee? Yahtzee. I had to Google something there. No um, Celebrity Apprentice. Yes. Celebrity Apprentice. Where the fuck is it? Just Google fail? Did the count distract you? Is that what happened? No, no. <laughs> no, there's all these links and shit. There we go. Celebrity Apprentice 3. By the way, um, I love the Sesame Street promo they've been doing this week. Oh, ahead. fuck yeah. That's been awesome. Um, Celebrity Apprentice, it's like, it's like they put together this cast specifically for us, for wrestling fans. <laughs> yes. Because yes. Not, not only is... Uh, is Maria. Maria is on the show. So is Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Bill Goldberg is competing, as well as Cindy Lauper. Um, other, other, these are other, you know, 
prominent names. Rod Blagovich, uh, Sharon Osborne, Daryl Strawberry. Uh, nobody knows who that Darryl is. Daryl Strawberry? Uh, really? Daryl Strawberry, yeah. Uh, Sinbad. Sinbad. That's right, Sinbad. How <laughs> awesome is that? That Sinbad. Uh, this, I'm really looking forward to this one. Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, and he is listed from Butler, Pennsylvania. Um, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Holly Robinson Pete, you might remember her from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> and uh, Carol Leifer, who's from something. And then there's a bunch of other people who um, you don't really know who they are. Michael so, Johnson. Uh, be like, oh, it's that girl from Playboy or something. Or, oh, she's a tennis player. Don't really care. Or, really, you're a poker player? <laughs> Pissing off Joan poker. Rivers every week? Uh, Joan Rivers. Um, although, I'd love to see jo- Joan Rivers and Sharon Osbourne get into it. That would be excellent. I, they had... Um, the one season that was... it was like I think it was the first season, and they had uh, that one guy from uh, America's Got Talent. And Pierce. Piers, yeah, that's it. Piers and some other broad, and it was just it was amazing. I think he's, yeah, he was going to, they brought in uh, one of the contestants from an earlier uh, regular apprentice, and mm-hmm. she was just a cutthroat bitch, and mm-hmm. they butted heads because both of them were pretty much playing the game. It was yeah, really good. I'm a fan of Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, I'm really interested to see what they do with somebody like Gil, Bill Goldberg and, uh, and Maria and, and Brett Michaels and Sharon Osbourne. I, Sharon Osbourne is going to be the one that goes off on people this year. You watch. You know, Goldberg, Goldberg is going to be, I think he's going to be a very shrewd businessman. He's going to be very, very tight with his money. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to be, uh, I, I think he's going to be the Herschel Walker of this season. I agree, I agree. Was yours a Jew joke? Oh, mine was. What's that? Herschel Walker, a Jew? Mine was a Jew joke. I was making Jew jokes. I was I'm trying to avoid that. the Jew joke. Did, I didn't oh, know if you were intentionally is, uh, making the Jew joke, so... He needs to come out with the yarmulke once, though. I've seen him in his pictures once. before. I, I really want to see Bill Goldberg in a He'll blow people's minds that they have no idea going into it, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, we're talking like like somebody that's watched, like, you know, like, oh, I remember WCW and him being uh, Hulk Hogan, and be like, what? Um, <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> but, uh, and the other, the other major thing this week, uh, Chris Jericho pissed off a lot of gay people. She, he did. He did. I'm I'm unclear on a situation. Apparently, he was at this event. Let me see if I can pull up the right article here. I have a bunch of them listed. When he was at he was at an event, he was on stage, and he was you know going back and forth with. Yeah, the, it was like a, it was a the Sacramento Horror Film Festival. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things he said, the guy like sniffed at his drink, and Jericho's like it's apple juice fag, and that is offensive. So yeah, I didn't realize that was what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least from what I saw, that's what he said. Um, they targeted the guy who Chris Jericho targeted with racist and homophobic slurs on stage at the Sacramento Horror Film Festival. Isn't just saying Jericho was an a-hole that night. He also claims Jericho's apologetic statement afterwards is a bunch of crap. Mr. Lobo, the guy who hosted the film festival, says despite Jericho's claim that everyone on stage was having a blast, he was deeply offended by the insensitive remarks and calls Jericho's statement a complete fabrication. Mm. Um, he claims that Jericho never apologized to him and added, I don't think uh, Chris was has the capacity to give an honest apology. 
I don't think it's in his character. Ooh. Now, at the same time, though, isn't this the guy who uh, is, like, recording videos with a neck brace on saying, I challenge Chris Jericho to fight, blah, 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 blah. Isn't that, oh, isn't the same okay, guy? So he's, he's trying to do a, an Andy Kaufman sort of deal. Exactly right. Exactly right. You know. this is, well, I, I, would, I would say that this was setting up for uh, something like him being a GM or something, except for the comments that they are accusing him of saying. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's definitely not something I don't think WWE would would you know stoop to that with uh, you know all the all the stuff they're going on in the direction they've been in so far. So. Fascinating. Yep. And uh, and of course that was the stuff I read from TMZ.com because I love having to get my news from TMZ.com. <laughs> but, you know. I refuse to go over that. The site hurts my head. I feel dirty every time I do. Mm-hmm. Um, also in our links on delicious. Uh, Diva Dirt posted the videos uh, of Michelle McCool on uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Nice. Go check that out. Um, Jeff Hardy is set for December 2nd, I believe, on his uh, hearing on uh, that whole deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and his dad says nobody's talking. So, And also, uh, JR on his blog had a commentary about THQ and WWE are going to continue to do business together, uh, which is good, to you know, despite the the legal troubles that were uh, bubbling there, which I'm really glad to see. I've been a big fan of their games for several years. Mm -hmm, Definitely. They've been doing a way better job than Acclaim did, for sure. Yeah. Dude, I still have 2D flashbacks and shit, all right? (laughs) You don't want to go back. Game. You don't want to go back to WrestleMania, the arcade game with like. I had and... that shit, man. I had that on my Genesis. I still do. It's still fucking somewhere well, in this apartment, here, in a box right somewhere. Studio. I mean, you cannot deny the awesomeness here. Let's see if I, I know. I got it sitting right here. Uh, if I can pull it out here. No, that's a prize fighter. No, here it is for the Sega CD. We have Rage <laughs> in the Cage. Okay. With uh, such greats on the cover, just on the cover, as the Nasty Boys and Lex Luger and uh, Undertaker and Kamala and Razor Ramon and Big Boss Man and Tatanka and Million Dollar Man and Yokozuna. This was the best of the 90s right here, sir. Do you you remember Raw is War? Also for the Genesis. Mm, I, have to, I, have I to look that this was. Up now. I think that came out around this time, but it basically there's a series of games. Everything for the Genesis, everything for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo up until WrestleMania Arcade, pretty much looked the same. Mm. Not to yeah, say like that it wasn't shit. awesome, huh? Like shit. I thought it looked great for the time. Oh, it is war. That was 2D fighting at its best, right then. Sort of 2D. You could move up and down. Look at this. Live action video between your matches on this thing. Oh, wow. Raw, Genesis. Man, there we go. WWF Raw. There it was. Uh, tell me the... Here, okay, now. This this is the best roster you're ever going to hear. You ready? Okay, hit me with it. All right. The one, two, three kid. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Bret Hart, Diesel... Doink the Clown, Lex Luger, this is Lex Express, Lex Luger, Luna Vachon, that's right, one woman, and she just wrestled at whoever she wait, wanted wait, to. Wait, wait, they had Luna Vachon, just yes. Luna Vachon. That's correct. Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, 
and Yokozuna. And, and, in the 32X version, if you put in the proper code, Quang. <laughs> Who the fuck Quang. was Quang? Who the fuck was Quang again? Wasn't he, wasn't that, um, Conan? They have like a stupid mask or something. Oh, wait, I got a picture and a nope, video. No, nope, it was Sonic Omega. His, and his theme song. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. There's some Quang flashback right there. That doesn't get you wow. pumped for this guy. He was managed by Harvey Whippleman, which, you know, that never helped anybody's career ever. No, no, Harvey Whippleman was not the never. manager of champions, so. Ugh. So, um, also coming up, um, on December 14th in Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, the Slammy That's Awards. The Slammy Awards will be held. Hey, I wonder, I wonder if the Wrestle Fan will be there. Slammies. Yes. <laughs> It'll be a three hour show with Dennis Miller, Pittsburgh's own, uh, hosting the, guest hosting the show. Fascinating. So. Miller. Well, on that note, I think we covered all the big stuff, of course. Uh, well, real quick, TNA, they started their show with a, a big speech of uh, Dixie Carter in front of the whole roster, uh, saying, saying, you're either with me or you're against me on, on the Hulk Hogan thing and everything, which I thought was really intriguing. I heard that that was legit, that that wasn't a work. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed like. But really interesting, they put something like that on the show, so... But all right, let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, what'd you learn in wrestling well, this week? No, 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 no. There was, there is one other, or a couple other things rather uh, that I just want to throw out there real quick. A little bit of MMA news. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was the big, uh, big Strike Force event, uh, Fedor versus some somebody. Fedor versus Brett Rogers, and apparently Brett Rogers did quite well. Uh, actually, uh, for for a little bit, it seemed like he had a chance against Fedor. Fucked up his nose. Uh, Fedor broke his hand, his hand. Fedor broke his own hand, punching Brett Rogers. Fathom that. He punched him so hard he broke his own hands. Uh, needless to say, um, Fedor did win, and uh, it did pretty well. Uh, the full show did 4.04 million. Uh, the, the main event did 5.46 million. One time period in males and adults, 18 to 35. Um, they did, they did quite well. So, um, uh, and also, I don't. We, we have we mentioned Brock Lesnar lately uh, about his flu and everything. Yeah. Well, apparently it's a little worse than the flu. Okay. Um, apparently, what Brock Lesnar has is something called mononucleosis. He has mono. It, is that is that? I think that I think it's mono, like straight mono. Like oh, yeah, mono, yes, Brock Lesnar has so mono. So, Brock Lesnar has the kissing disease. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He got it from that crazy horse, Abel. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, that's what led him to pull out of his fight with, um, oh, you know, that guy, and uh, postpone, postpone one, postpone one UFC, possibly uh, another pay-per-view as well. So he's going to be on the show for a little while. So they're they're pushing up people like crazy. They put uh, Griffin versus Tito Ortiz as the main event that should have been Fedor versus you know that guy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I, I, just, I think it's a very interesting development. There's been injuries left and right, and Dana White has been scrambling to put together uh, main events for these pay-per-views. Well, it's, so. it's something that happened. It's, a, you know, it's, something, it's something that can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, that's, 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 that's the world of MMA this week. All right. So uh, what what'd you learn from the wrestling you watched this week? Ooh, what did I learn from wrestling? Um, I learned that uh, I, <laughs> what, was it, what was it that we said about Kofi? Kofi's the next. Um, Kofi's the next Booker T. Kofi's the next. All Booker hail T. King Kofi. All hail King Kofi. That is what I learned. He was all I think he hail. Was born in King. Africa. He was Ghana, Africa. Yeah, he should fucking. Do that South African accent and shit. Yeah, fucking become militant. He can at least pull it up. off, you know? What's that? He can at least pull it off legitimately as far as Booker T. You know, as oh. opposed to Booker T who's from Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also learned that Jamie Noble's retiring in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Was that in? I mean, is it for real? Is he leaving no. WWE? Is he becoming an agent? I, I wonder about that. But interesting way to get uh, your friend Seamus over. Oh, Seamus. Oh, Seamus. Oh, uh, damn it. I didn't come up with one before it. I figured it. Uh, no prep. No prep. No prep, man. This is Seamus Severe Cold and Cough. That's what I'm going to call him this week. Wow. That is Seamus' name this week. Seamus Severe Cold and Cough. Uh, Sorgatron, Sean, what did you learn this week in wrestling? Oh, jeez. Where do I start? Uh, I learned that. I'm glad to see that DX can be good buddies in, in all of this going into a title match. And that mm-hmm. they're more concerned with a midget than their title shot coming up in two weeks. Um, no, but I think it's hilarious. I love it. I love it. So I would be concerned about the midget, too. That's right. You need to worry about your legal troubles before you do championship. But if, if I was sitting back here in my computer room... My cat's laying over there sleeping, and suddenly a midget lunchbox runs in, and he goes, ah, ah, ha, ha, and he's wearing, like, tiny versions of my clothes. I think it's kind of cool, but I'd also be really, really freaked out about it. <laughs> I don't think that means you're going to sue him. Um, no, no, I, I think I'd put him in a cage and uh, carry him around with me. There you go, there you go. Like, this is Doppel lunchbox. I cloned myself, but the machine went horribly wrong. <laughs> Well, on that note, guys, uh, like I said, you know, check us out. We'll have updates on Twitter for the Fantasy Football League. Uh, follow our, our news stories that we talked to and everything that we missed because we are cutting it short this week over at delicious.com slash wrestling mayhem for all that stuff. Um, please give us a call. We had lots of voicemails. Um, try to keep them under a minute. I'm going to see if I can, I can restrain that a little bit. 412-206-WMS0. 412-206-9670. Put that in your cell phone, guys. Put it in there. Be ready. If you're watching Raw and you start getting pissed off at something, if you're out drinking you get pissed off at something, if you're just pissed off at something, you know, go ahead and do that. Yahtzee. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Mayhem Show, at Mayhem Show on Twitter. Um, and also uh, check out What Wrestlers Say, W-U-T Wrestlers Say on Twitter as well. We're having some fun with that. Uh, also, also at Sorgatron at at DJ Lunchbox. That's right. At Doc Remedy. Or just 
go to go to any one of our pages. We all have mayhem show lists. <laughs> yes, I haven't checked out everybody else's. I know I know Mad Mike uh, was telling us about how everybody's list has different people in it. Everybody, so, how many? So, let me let me ask you, Sorgatron, how many lists are you on? How many lists am I on? God. Yeah, it says on your on your homepage on the Twitter. It'll tell you. Oh no, it's over capacity. Oh no, <laughs> we brought it down, and we're not even. Fail, Hold on, let's see if I remember how to get to this because it, seems, it feels like it it's just it's twitter.com. Twitter. No, <laughs> I know that part. List following you, fifteen. Excellent. So, so you have that, and it's all. I mean, it's all like you and mayhem people, and mm-hmm. uh, and just people around Pittsburgh on social media. Yeah, I'm, I'm listed in a bunch of uh, uh, mayhem or Pittsburghers, but my friend Jeff from California. Uh, well, no, there, there's a couple ones that I really like because there's Juggalo Jamie, and the name of his list is is awesome. I, I see that. Now, Funky Dog lists me as Libertarian. What the fuck is this about? <laughs> what, what am I a Libertarian for? Sorry, I didn't know oh, you were a Libertarian. Who else with me? It's a Libertarian Mike. No, that's not me. Mike, <laughs> ask Bill Mitchell. Who the fuck are these people? And why that's am I here? Good. That's, that's I hilarious. Try, I try to stay away from the politically charged stuff. I need to look at what libertarian is now. So, <laughs> so, so now there's that mystery for tonight, and we're going to piece together the show, of course, with our downed studio with the new equipment we can't really use now. <laughs> fucking a! I'm just going to say fuck it and take it all back. We're done. Fucking uh, fucking fuck. So, you know, uh, but I also send your emails to. Good times at com, and uh, hit us with any feedback there. Tell a friend you have mayhem. You have you have wrestling fan friends. Go uh, get, turn them onto the show if you're digging it. You know, uh, yeah. you know, introduce a pal, introduce a pal a week, or or or, or tag tag our banner at your at the bottom of your uh, your message board posts, or or tell everybody to go there in your voicemail message or something. As we say in the outro. Go and tell some more fucking people about us, huh? <laughs> also, please hit us with comments on iTunes, on TalkShoe. Let us know. Give us feedback. <laughs> Not for this week's show, because it's obviously going to be lackluster. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, on that note, and of course, you can find me, Sorgatron.com. Uh, I have some posts up there about my recent experiences with Verizon and uh, uh, some other stuff from last week. And, and I, I, I kind of let off about the whole Hulk Hogan thing yesterday. So, and that's also at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Keep an eye on there. We like the blog every once in a while when we have a fancy too. So I've been trying to do a lot more uh, wrestling writing and get a lot of opinion up there and something interesting. Uh, wrestling fan, uh, thank you, wrestling fan, put up uh, a classic Mayhem Show number twenty, which was apparently around the time where we ran into the cops at Sawstorm. Storm, and uh, and the, I think the first one night stand pay per view we were reminiscing about. So go check that out. That was all good that stuff. What's that? The first one night stand pay per view. That was a good one. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. So, well, on that note, uh, and also, hey, you're you're at thoughtfulriot.com. I am at thoughtfulriot.com. I saw correct, you so. got mentioned over on thatchurch.com. What? You you got you got a you got a heads up on thatchurch.com. Oh, did I? Yes, you did. Wait, what's the site again? That's church. Oh, that's church. Yes. Um, I, I did. I did. And I'd like to thank Ginny, formerly Pit Girl, 
for uh, being fucking awesome. Because yep. that's how she rolls. Also enjoying the Stormtroopers versus Pigeons. Um, <laughs> so on that note, this is a Wrestling Mayhem Show 193 uh, for uh, November uh, 10th, 2009. Creeping up there to number 200. Keep an eye there. We're already planning. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. You, everybody, we, we just, just offended. offended. We're I'm sorry. sorry. Lighten the Lighten fuck, the fuck, up. fuck it's up. the internet. It's the internet. Thanks to all our fans out there. We really appreciate you listening. Now go and fucking tell some more people about us, huh? We'd like to thank the very fine people at TalkShoe for helping so many of our fans get their wrestling mayhem fix. That's right, TalkShoe.com. Go check us out on the website. Chat with us live. Find out when our next show is, because we know you want some more. The Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in front of no studio audience in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is a joint venture of WPAJ Radio and WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Good night, Michelle.